When's the last time you bought a paper? Um, I don't buy the paper ever. Or sat down to watch the news? Oh my God, I'd say a few years ago at this point, yeah. Well, according to Reuters' recent digital news report, for 18 to 24-year-olds, the answer might just be never. With the availability of how much there is out there, there's a little bit of information overload and some people do just turn it off completely. But if TV news is tanking and papers practically prehistoric, how are young people staying up to date and what news is feeding them? Well, I think firstly, we've never had so much news in our everyday life. Claire Highland, head of the youth lab at Think House, has been combing through Reuters findings. So typically we tend to think of news only in the hands of the media in the sense of, you know, typical broadcasters. But actually today everyone can share their news. So if you think of a young person who have might have multiple social feeds, so they might be active on Twitter, they might be active on TikTok, they have an Instagram account, they go to YouTube. They're actually accessing different types of news on different platforms. The big watch out, and this is in the context of young people as a cohort accessing news as through social media and through digital as being the number one source of which they're accessing news, is that they're often accessing news through peers or through people that they might follow as they have a personal interest in them. So they're not necessarily getting the, the news in the sense of the official news from the official site. And if you think of the idea of Chinese whispers, so somebody, for example, can start a story, it gets passed on, it gets passed on, that oftentimes might not be factually correct. And that has implications on how people look at society, how they understand society, uh, and that has impacts on citizenship. There's so much out there online. It's so difficult sometimes with all this new technology to know what is real, what is fake. Hilary McGann is just one of a number of journalists taking advantage of the increasingly blurry line between social media and the media of news. I view myself as a personal shopper of news and of journalism. And I'm saying, here is what's important. Here are the staples. Here is where I would go if I were you. Yes, I definitely feel that the audience that I have on Instagram really connect with me as a person and me as a journalist. With more than 12,000 followers on Instagram, this former CNN producer is a go-to for many busy 20 and 30-year-olds looking to stay up to date on what's new in the news. I'm a journalist. I'm paid to be a journalist. I'm passionate about journalism. And I really struggle sometimes to stay up to date with what's going on. It's the idea of we're not going to go looking for this anymore. You have to fit into my day, my routine and my interests. And news organizations and journalists, individual journalists like myself, need to look and say, how do we bring it to you? If TikTok is the modern iteration of short-form news, then podcasts are their long-form sister. I mean, I don't have a friend who doesn't listen to a podcast. You look at this time of year in particular, I've even noticed uh, a real uptick in my friends talking about podcasts. And a lot of that to do is to do with them walking to work, their commute to work, back and forth. And again, that goes back to the same theme, the same conversation about how we as an industry find a way to slot ourselves into the lives of our listeners, our viewers and our readers in a way that doesn't add to their workload or the the amount of things that they have to do in a day that we're kind of 
a little bit of a relief during the day in, in your commute or as you're going to bed, you're just scrolling through Instagram, whatever it is, we can bring it to them. I think we need to pr view ourselves as really providing a service that is a, partly a delivery service as opposed to just saying, we've got the content, hope you find it. And what is that content young people are looking for? We see a lot of stories that are rooted in what we call a think house, this idea of slay, play, drama all day. Claire Highland again. So just drama erupting, particularly when you think of young people that have grown up immersed in an internet culture. And in fact, internet culture is real culture. So you might have a certain makeup artist that is feuding with another makeup artist. And then there's, you know, all these bylines and plot twists and sagas that are happening kind of behind the scenes. Is Colleen Ballinger going to make an apology video to Adam McIntyre? Let's talk about it. And then there's communities and fandoms around either that subject area or that persona, that celebrity even. So then it gets the opportunity to be dissected and analysed. And like, it's fun. As well as favouring entertaining and even interactive news content, this year's digital news report found that young people gravitate towards positive stories or solution-focused articles and are even likely to filter out negative stories or depressing news news around maybe the war in Ukraine, healthcare, certain things that they just don't help, I guess, manage their own personal mental health on a day-to-day. -day. So that's why we see people purposely choosing to not follow certain sites. Like everything I engage with online is all things that I want to. And like if I don't want to watch something, I'll probably just press not interested. And I'm like very actively like, no, I don't want to watch that. Whereas like probably something that anything that comes up on my mum's page, she's like, yeah, have to read this now, have to know about this. I've seen my mum in depressive episodes over things that I'm like, mum, this, you can't do anything about this. And she's like, yeah, it's terrible. I'm like, yeah, I know. And you can have empathy, but you don't need to watch it all the time. What is appealing is, is positive news stories. And I think this is really where kind of the humour comes in or helpful content, useful content in the sense of solution oriented content. So you have a problem here's you know how to address it we just see both of those behaviors both kind of consciously trying to kind of edit news out of your lifestyle and then equally i guess curate the positive stuff that you're interested in when i'm scrolling through looking about like i get real bogged down about like climate stuff and i need something like hard yeah i feel like people want to have a little bit of hope people want to you know hear good news the worry here, of course, is that curated and heavily filtered news feeds may edit out important updates on critical stories of the day. Social media will always bring you that incidental global conversation and people will be kept up to date. There's no way that you can avoid it. Joanne Sweeney is founder of the Digital Training Institute. Yes, you can turn off your radio, turn off your TV station, decide not to buy newspapers. But social media brings us the trending conversations of the day. And largely mainstream media is also driving those conversations of the day. So I think we can never not be served up content around what we need to know as citizens. So news today is best delivered to young people through social media and podcasts. Positive stories are resonating while negative ones are being filtered out. But what's next for news media? And how will the industry look in the future? The one trend that has already arrived is the role of artificial intelligence 
in news distribution and content creation. So we have ChatGPT4, we have OpenAI platforms, we have Google Bard. These are going to reform how we discover, how we search for, and how we are served news. One thing to note is that Google came out in October 2022 and admitted that 18 to 24-year-olds are now not using Google search or YouTube search as their number one search engine. They're actually using TikTok and Instagram. And that is a massive game changer. You know, Google becoming irrelevant, who would have seen that coming? So I believe the AI will, will reshape the media landscape just as the internet, just as social media and just as TikTok did.